0: hello and welcome to our first ever episode of call her historians i cannot tell you how excited our team of experts is to release all our hard work and findings behind the true details of everything world war ii this podcast will uncover and dig into all the events of world war ii yes we might get a little deep but we are here to show you the hardships and facts surrounding this part of our history every episode will have a different host and will focus on a different aspect of the war so before we dive in let me introduce myself my name's fiona you can call me fee and ever since a young age history has been my passion actually you could call me a history prodigy i'm here today to discuss the holocaust not a light topic but sit down and get ready for an informative lesson my partner veronica will be answering all my questions regarding concentration camps and what life was really like during the 1940s. Let's begin. So, Veronica, we've heard of the Holocaust and have a general understanding of what it is, thanks to movies and teachers like Ms. Rowe. but let's back up and maybe start with the beginning stages. During your research, when did you notice the regime shift in Germany?
1: First of all, thank you so much Fiona for having me. I'm excited to share with you all of my knowledge of this horrific time in America's history. Through my years in this expertise, it still shocks me every time how many young ones don't know what truly happened. Anyways, let's take it back to the basics. I first noticed the shift of regime when Adolf Hitler first gained control of Germany's government back in 1933. Interesting fact about Hitler before we move on is that he initiated World War II in Europe by invading Poland on September 1st, 1939.
0: Oh, I see. How did it affect the country and what made Hitler popular among among these people?
1: It's hard to say exactly what everyone thought of Hitler when he first rose to power because some saw him as a new outlook. Also, like any dictator, there were those who aligned with him and those who didn't. The way that dictatorship worked in Germany was that they had to be voted into office by different branches of the government. So there were enough people that had faith in Hitler simply due to the fact that he did not show his psychotic tendencies until later. So many citizens liked Hitler because he was relatable. Many don't know that he came from a lower class servant household and was groomed from a young age by his father who was abusive. He first found a sense of belonging in the German army which at the time most men related to, ultimately making him desirable as a later dictator.
0: Interesting, so what groups did Hitler target?
1: The most known group is the Jews for obvious reasons. Two thirds of European Jews lost their lives as a result of the Holocaust. They were seen as moral threat to the Nazi regime. Now, moving on to the groups that don't get as much recognition. First, let's begin with their Roma and Sinti groups. They were seen as gypsy nuisance, a racially inferior group with criminal habits. Next, we have the Germans with mental and physical disabilities. They were seen as useless eaters and racially defective. Some other groups are suspected and real political opponents. Jehovah Witnesses, men accused of being gay, and anyone who are viewed as asocial. It's truly sad to see that they are just targeted anyone and everyone who did not match what they looked or acted like. Wow, that's crazy. What did he do to
0: these people? What was required of the Jews and other groups to identify themselves?
1: Great question. Each of the concentration camps that the people were sent to were slightly different. Many people were sent from camp to camp and ripped away from their families in the process. When they first got to the camps, they were put in different lines that were associated with their outcomes. They were judged simply on the way they looked and how much labor they could do. Some were sent in the line to go into camp and others to the line of those being sent to killed in the gas chambers. No one knew what line they ran until it was their turn. And it wasn't clear which line would be the better outcome. Those who survived not only had constant PTSD, but also had a daily reminder of the number on the wrist. This was their identification at the camps and shows how their entire dignity was stripped of them. Now, all Jews, young and old, had to wear stars, even if they were not in the concentration camps. This made kids at school who were Jews stand out, and everyone could identify them and treat them as inferior. Also, government officials shut down all the Jewish-owned businesses across Germany and marked them with the star on the outside so that members of the community would know who they were and refuse to buy things from them.
0: The next question regards the details of concentration camps. I realize this is a heavy topic, but that doesn't mean we should ignore it. So tell me, what were the famous concentration camps and how did they operate?
1: Wow, another great question, Fiona. This is a heavy topic, but like you said, it needs to be talked about to allow for more healing and awareness. Now, the thing about the most famous or recognized concentration camps is that they're all over Europe. For the purpose of time, I'm gonna stick to telling you about one in Poland and one in Germany. First of all, arguably the most talked about concentration camp resided in Poland and it was called Auschwitz. The camp was opened from April of 1940 and it officially closed its doors in January of 1945. The camps themselves also fell under different categories. Auschwitz, for example, was an annihilation camp. Auschwitz was by far the largest of Germany's concentration camps. Over 1.1 million men, women, and children lost their lives there. Early prisoners built the buildings that they would all sleep in. And in the beginning, they were so crowded that they could only sleep on their side. Now, moving on. Butchenwald concentration camp was in Germany and was a forced labor camp. Buchenwald opened in July of 1937 and closed in April of 1945. It was one of the largest concentration camps on German soil. Members of the camp worked in weaponry, factories, camp workshops, and stone quarries. What some know is that Auschwitz and Buchenwald were similar in a sense both had types of labor within them. However, Auschwitz had gas chambers and Butchenwald had stables for shootings and hangings that took place in the crematories. Most of the deaths were random, and when officials felt like it, but others were when the prisoners would act out or refuse to do any of the labor. Some of the issue that I have with this Holocaust is that perpetrators concealed the prime, crime and hid the evidence of all those who died.
0: I am truly stunned. Can I ask how many were estimated to be killed at these camps? Were there many survivors?
1: At Auschwitz, 1.3 million people were sent to the camp, and around 1.1 were killed in the gas chambers or harsh labor. Now that's even more surprising is that only 7,000 people were liberated from the camp when it was closed by officials. I'm sure you wonder what happened to the rest of the people. Over 60,000 were sent to march westward, away from the complex, and when word came that they were going to be shut down, they left. These marchers were known as the death marchers, and over 15,000 lost their lives along the way. On the other hand, there was far less sent to Butchenwald. Around 240,000 from 30 different countries were originally confined there, and of those, at least 10,000 were sent to extermination camps, and around 60,000 died on the campgrounds. Around 20,000 were actually deemed survivors of the camp. It's hard to know just how many actually died because a lot of the numbers don't match up with what the army had records of.
0: I only have one more question left for today. After the news was spread and leaked of these horrific events, how did the world react and
1: what did they now think of Hitler? Another great question, Fiona, and a great one to end on. Different parts of the world reacted differently to what was going on. For example, in America, state officials issued all the visas available under the combined German-Austria quota after Roosevelt, administration decided to ease the visa restrictions. Also, American Jewish leaders decided to boycott German goods, hopefully creating enough of an economic pressure to cause Hitler to end his anti-Semitic policies. Now, people that were living in Europe began to realize how much evil Hitler was causing. Some Catholics and those who were not being targeted decided to risk their lives and hide Jews in their homes, in the walls, or say that their children were already members of the family to keep them safe. This was a brave act, and I don't think that Hitler accounted for the number of people who didn't agree with the same views he had. Anyways, thank you so much, Fiona, for bringing awareness to this topic, and I hope I could give you a better insight for all your viewers.
0: Now, that's a wrap for today. I can't thank you enough, Veronica, for your time and care about the topic. Audience, let's give her a nice warm applause. Make sure to tune into next week's episode. No no spoilers, but let me tell you, it's a good one. Thanks for your time and see you next time on Call Her Historians. Bye.